0: We started a brand new series about uh, The Prodigal Son. And my topic is, to do not compare yourself to others. You know, comparison, is a very devilish thing, actually. And you know, you heard that many, many times. If we start to compare ourselves with other people, you always lose. Because there's always a person who's doing things better than you do. There's always a person who's smarter than you. There's always a person who's, who's more pretty than you there's always a person has more hair than you have right you always find someone has more than you and I think the fastest way to kill the potential that God has given you is when we start to compare to other people right but when I was preparing the message God gave me a revelation I wrote down that revelation uh comparison leads to inspiration or jealousy I think To compare to other people can always inspire us. For example, if you have a certain hair color, a certain hairstyle, and you're confused about your hairstyle, and you're stuck somehow with your hairstyle, then you see another person with the same hair, the same color. That person can inspire you to increase the level of your hairstyle, right? That means comparison is not always something negative. It can also inspire us to become more like Jesus Christ. I want to share a personal inspiration for me. For example, Dr. Billy Graham is a guy. He, 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 he left to heaven a year ago. He filled stadiums with people. And here's a picture about Billy Graham in a stadium. It's not, I compare myself, Samsung Hall to the stadium. That's not what I compare. What I compare is, and he's an inspiration for me, because it doesn't matter if he preached for 80,000 people, for 10 people, for two people, till the end of his life, he was so committed to the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. When I compare myself to Billy Graham, I won't lose the passion for the cross of Jesus Christ, sharing, preaching, teaching the goodness of Jesus Christ. He is an inspiration to me. The second thing, he started with three people, his ministry. When I compare my team to his team, here's the good news. He started with three people and he ended his ministry with the same three dudes. That's amazing. It's not the God of the second chance. It's the God of the same team. That is also a pretty cool book. And it's a big inspiration to me that all about church building, it's about team. I believe in team building. Church is not a one-man show of one guy or one family. It's always a big team is doing church together. When I compare myself to Dr. Bill Graham, I'm inspired, not jealous, inspired to do the same thing what he did. That's why when you compare, choose to be inspired and not being jealous or envy. Let's go into the story of the prodigal son and we learn the younger son and the older son, they had some issues and we want to learn why God the older son so mad about the coming back of the young son. Here you are. Look, all these years, I worked for you like a slave. And I've always obeyed your orders. And you've not given me even just a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Now this son comes home after you wasted your money with prostitutes. And now you celebrate, and kill our best calf. My dear son, you and I, we are so close. Everything I have is yours. I mean, we had to celebrate. Your brother was there, but now he's alive. I mean, your brother was lost, but now he's found. All right, go ahead and celebrate that you found him. But why the heck did... do you have to put him into the most expensive clothes and have to put your ring onto his finger? Do you want him to waste my inheritance as well? Are you lacking anything here, huh? That's not the point! How can you
1: possibly still trust him after everything is messed up?
0: It's because... Because... I love him, like I love you. It's simply unjust. Hey, the older son said to the father, Father, that's unjust. That's unfair! How in the world can you do that? Strong words in that story. I mean, when I read that story, I always felt, what's wrong with the old son? Well, what's wrong? He should go to counseling. He should solve that problem. Wow. Why in the flipping world is he mad, right? Have you ever thought about it? Because Jesus is telling that story to make a clear point to the Jewish people, actually. Because we have to understand a bit the Jewish culture in that context, in that story. Because in the Jewish culture, it was normal. If you like the younger son, you could ask the father for the inheritance. And the father, he gave you the inheritance. And in the story of the prodigal son, actually, was the number one-third. He got one-third of the inheritance and in that one third was included that's all I give it to you you can make with the money whatever you want but here's the point if you're running out of that money it's your problem don't ever come back and ask for more money you are a steward I give you one third and that's all you can take right now and if you're running out that's the law don't ever come back. That's your money. You are steward. That's yours. That's the backstory of that story. Have you ever heard about that? Because if you don't know that, the whole story doesn't make sense. And the older son, he got two-thirds of the inheritance, but not now. The two-thirds meant you have to take care for mom and dad For all the houses and the animals. And when the father are dead, you got the two-thirds. That's why the father said, what it's mine, it's also yours. Why are you comparing? The two-thirds, it's already yours. My money, it's also your money. And here is a point. Because in the law, there were no such thing that the young son could come back. And the father gave him a robe and said, from now on, you are forgiven. You're my son. I called it amazing grace. And the father gave him the ring. The ring is the thing. He said, well, what's about the ring? The ring in that culture meant for the prodigal son. In the ring, there is authority. In the ring, you can sign a contract. In the ring, you have to access to the two-thirds of the money. That's against Jewish law. You messed it all. It's done. It's over. There's no ring anymore. You took the ring already. And Jesus is saying to the Jewish people, if you think about grace and justice, it doesn't make sense for human beings. Because God the Father is the word Grace. Grace is undeserved. Grace doesn't make sense. Grace has not a limit. You're going to that limit, and that's over. Grace is a never-ending story. God's grace and God's love and mercy is new every single morning for every single people around the world. Jesus actually makes the links to the the parable of the vineyard. It's crazy. Some people have started working eight o'clock in the morning. And some people came in five minutes before five. And when they get the salary, the people that worked from eight o'clock in the morning, they felt we get more salary than those people that came in five minutes before. Everyone gets the same amount. And they were so disappointed. And God the Father was saying, grace is for everyone the same. Forgiveness is for everyone the same. And here in the story, God is asking you and me, are you gracious to people, They walked out from the kingdom of God. They spent all the money and everything. And they're coming back after you have been faithful years after years. And they're coming in and they take a portion away that is already yours. Hey, let's make it very simple. Hey, I, I'm here in this church for more than 24 years. I have given, spent so much money for every rich Campaign for the building campaigns. We gave money and money and money. I have been faithful years after years and years after years. And Dave as well. And some people as well. And all of a sudden comes a person in. He was a big sinner. He did nothing for us as a church. He was not here in the beginning. He was not here in the middle. He was not here in the campaign. The gift gave nothing. And all of a sudden, boom. They're on stage. Maybe they're singing better than they did. Maybe they're preaching better than I did. And this is the same thing. It does something in my heart. You know what I'm talking about? There's always something in the company. You gave everything. You're on the line for the next promotion. They come in and they get the promotion instead of you. And God is saying, what's the problem? Why are you so mad? Have you ever heard about the word grace? Be as gracious that God is graceful to you. And that's the whole story. God is saying, I'm not done with our hearts. There's much more to do that we're getting more and more from week to week, having the same attitude and same heart that God has. Paul is actually uh, uh, coming up with an amazing story in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. But they're only comparing, they're comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standards of the measurements. How ignorant, how stupid, how in the flipping world can you compare your story to someone else's story? Your story, it's your story. And some other people have another story. Here is another verse in Hebrew, chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great clouds of witness, let us throw everything. There are some things you should throw it away that hinders us that the sins of the easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. Let's run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. When we read that, Paul is saying, don't compare. In your race, there are also other people, they also on the race. Some people faster, some people slower. Some people need more energy and some people have too much energy. There are two ways of thinking. They are the driven mindset. You find always the richer people, the faster people, the stronger people, the prettier people, the smarter people, the greater success people. You always found people that are great there. Here's a story about two guys from our church, maybe you know that, you recognize those dudes. They are from our church on staff and they're telling you about comparing themselves to other people and it's not a smart thing.
1: Yes, Simon Lemley and me, we know each other for, for half my life and we're very close friends. But in the during the first years, I was jealous a lot of Simon because I thought, man, Simon, everything just comes so easily to you. You've got the house, the wife, the kids and everything. He was always a step uh, in front of me and I was limping behind and thought, why does everything come so easily to Simon and I have to work so hard to get there? And then one day God explained to me, Dave, you cannot be jealous. of another man's blessing. You have to receive your own blessing and it looks different than the blessing of your friend. And uh, once I accepted that for me and could just grasp it, I was free of the jealousy of Simon.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Have you checked Simon's face like this? This is actually what I'm talking about. If you compare with other people, they're not a the level that think like this, yeah, you're so right. I am smarter. I am stronger, blah, 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 blah. And what happens actually, it makes you smaller, right? We can fall in another trap, actually becoming a victim. We find people, they are so super blessed and anointed. This is, oh, they're so good. I'm not even start doing anything. Here's the victim mindset. You always find some is richest, Prettiest, the best, the highest, the forest, the biggest, biggest church, biggest company, biggest house, biggest car, biggest nation—you always find the best people. Here is the same story, but the guy who felt I'm the best he's sharing you about his victim mentality. Here's the story.
1: Dave Cole, Dave, Kuhl. Dave Kuhl. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> Dave Cole. Cool. Dave Cool. He's one of my best friends. And years back, we both were musicians together, but he had that golden voice, you know? When he sang a song, played the guitar, it was just international level. I, for myself, I worked for a song for one week and it was not close as good as Dave. Sometimes I thought, man, it's so unfair it's so unfair his voice is so good and i have to work so hard but now you know i'm in the management now i have new passions found and i see he's in the sweet spot super for him and i'm happy as well
0: have you checked out dave's position You always find people say like, or yes. If we start to compare ourselves with other people, you don't give God the glory. That's the point. God is not pleased because God is saying, hey, I write history with you. Why in the world do we compare our grace story to other measurements of other grace story? God is not finished with you guys yet. The best story for me to explain about jealousy is the story about John and Peter. Now Peter, John was actually the favorite son of, of Jesus and he was laying at the feet of Christ. And one day, Peter gets a little bit jealous and says, Jesus, what is he doing? Jesus saying, Peter, he is at my feet. He's praising and worshiping me and he, I'm, he's just a good dude. Then Jesus is saying, Peter, by the way, you will die for me. You will die on my side. And Peter said, wow, that, that's good. Let's die together. Come on, let's do that. Some people, they are so excited about every news. And after a while, Peter was, oh my gosh, Uh, you say I will die? That means I am dead? Jesus, yes, you are dead. And Peter said, that's not a big deal as long together as a whole team we die. And then Peter asked, what's about John? The guy at your feet, the worshiper guy, the lazy guy. And Jesus responded to Peter and said, That's not your business. Follow me. That's the best story to explain. Don't compare your story. Whatever you're going through with God, in your family, with your kids, don't compare. I felt like when Jesus made that teaching, it was done they understood the whole teaching. But it's not you hearing once and it's done. You have to hear it again and again and again. Then Jesus Christ died and you see again John and Peter in another setting. And here's one of the most funniest Bible script I ever read the last couple of weeks. In John 20 verse three to four, so Peter and John, they started together. How cool is that? They started like hand in hand together. Both were running, but John outran Peter and reached the tomb first. They started together, and all of a sudden, They are like children. Envy is here in the story, big topic. They still compared who is the fastest, who is the guy who is the most close at the heart of Christ. This is like a flipping game. It's never ended actually, not even in the Bible. Even when Jesus was dead, comparison was chill between Peter and John. Hey guys, it's not like a topic you're hearing once to say, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, I don't compare. It comes up again and again and again and again and again and again. And what is the solution? Let's go back to Hebrew chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, here is we don't run alone. We have some people like heroes They have been role models for you and me. Rick Warren said once, uh, just pick role models. They are already dead. Because they cannot surprise you anymore. They are the real deal. (laughs) They are not a surprise anymore. Sometimes you say, oh, she is a big role model. And a year later, boom, shakala, the model is over. You You know what I'm talking about? Just pick people. They finished the race with Christ well. And we are surrounded in our past with so many role models. They become for you and me heroes. For It's very important for us to compare ourselves with them, to be inspired. I want to close with five points to how can you be inspired with some role models They have finished the race before you. What do I want to improve? This is my question. If I compare myself as a preacher, as a teacher, as a father, as a leader, as a manager, in the sport, whatever. If we compare ourselves with some role models, we can learn from them to be more and more like Christ. My Question number one, what? I want to have a happy relationship that find the godly, couple they passed away they are role models for generations and generations in terms of marriage or family there comes the question what does a happy relationship mean to me how can i change and if i compare my family to that family that family becomes an inspiration on my journey the question number two is how i want to have a deeper faith When I can take time for God, or how can I have more faith? Who is in that term a role model to you? A person, their faith changed circumstances. Question number two, three. I want to be better off financially. How can I optimize my budget or where can I get advice? Find some rich Christians they're not only rich Christians. You find a lot of rich Christians that are just rich. But find rich Christians, they have invested their richness and their money into the kingdom of God. Even in the church, you find two guys, two groups. Some people, that just want to be rich. God bless you. And some people, they get rich to, to be good stewardship in terms of needy people empowering the church making the kingdom of god strong it's not the same story just find role models number four want to have a fulfilling job what fulfills me where can i have more influence find a role model in that area in at the marketplace who is for you like a role model and you can be inspirated from those guys question number five i want to be attractive How do I eat and exercise? How do I think about myself? You can go on and on and on in that list. But I would love to close the message not only saying to you, don't compare yourself to other people. Then you get envy and jealous. We know that already, right? If not, think about John, who is the faster runner than Peter. Wow, amazing. Now be inspired. Find some role models. They have finished already the race of Jesus Christ. And those people, they are helping me with my ring, with my authority to be the better me for the Kingdom of God. And that's the challenge because along our journey, you're always in a situation like the older son. You think and you say to God, that's not fair. I served, I gave, but I'm still single. I am still have the same boring job. I'm still in a depressive mode. And some other people, they lived their life and they're coming into the church. And it seems like the grace of God is stronger upon them than in my life. I don't care. And I don't compare my story to their story because God takes care with my story and your story. Would you stand for a moment with me? If you're watching online as well, from Canada and America. And I believe in the power of prayer. This is really, I really do believe. I believe when we mention the name of Jesus Christ right now in the next minute, it's not just the name. It's the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, our sins are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, healing takes place. In the name of Jesus Christ, when we mention the name of Jesus Christ, hell and the demons, they start to shake. Because in that name is forgiveness. In that name is healing. In that name is hope. It's a new beginning and a peace is endless. And some people right now in the church and live stream, you compare yourself too much to other people's. And it's not healthy. You haven't given... God the glory with your own story and I want to give God with my authority, with my ring the glory because God first. Let's close our eyes for a moment. A lot of people, they, they have run away from faith because they have experienced certain situations and you don't get it, you don't understand, it's, it's not fair. And that's why you left maybe church, maybe you left Christianity. And you said, no, I cannot follow God. I want to just pray for those people You have run away from God online and life. and you felt right now, it's time for me to come home, come back to the Father, receive forgiveness, embrace my own story. Father God, here I am. Thank you so much for my unique life. I have failed and I've sinned. I ask you right now for forgiveness. I make you Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Be my center. Lead me and guide me. Be the God who leads me and protects me. And I make a declaration right now, I am yours forever. I surround, I surrender my life to you. It's all yours. And now I would love to pray with everyone. you know everyone and each of one. sometimes you're going into a season it looks like unfair. A season where I don't understand the grace of God. It seems that God's grace is unfair. It seems that God is blessing some people more than it does to me. And God is saying, don't compare. Your story is not over yet and it's not finished yet. And right now, I just want to ask you, can you fix your eyes upon Jesus? He is your Creator. And He is your shepherd. And He is your Lord. He is your Alpha and Omega. He is my beginning and my end. He is my first and last word. And He gave me the ring with authority. I belong to the family of God. And God has given me the access to all the heaven's glory. What belongs to God, belongs to me as well. I don't want to look on the left hand side. I don't want to look on the right hand side. I will not fall into the envy modus. I will not fall into the victim modus. I fix my eyes right now to you, Jesus Christ. Write with my life your story. Just fix your eyes to Christ right now.
1: My hands are open, I'll go. i leave behind the things to pull me down and look to you the Holy One. I see it again. Here is my heart, here is my heart, head it all. My hands are open, i let
0: go i leave behind the things that pull me down And look to You, the Holy One Hey church, God has given us a spirit of excellence God has given us a spirit of we want to conquer certain things If you're working at the marketplace, don't be settled in the mediocrity. Just believe there is more. Just believe there is always a promotion. This is really what I believe. But what if there is not a promotion? What if sometimes it's not going according my ways and my feelings and my wishes and my dreams? Then it's very important that I don't compare with other people. I trust that God is my shepherd. I trust that God has the timing is in God's hand. I trust that God knows what He's doing. And then I don't compare to all the stories. If you compare, I lose. But if i focusing my eyes on Christ, it's a statement, Christ, I trust you. I adore you. I submit to you. And I follow you because I know and I really do believe from the bottom of my heart, you are my shepherd. And you're the one in the position to lead me. You are on the position to promote me. You are in the position To open doors. God has given you a spirit of excellence. A spirit of more than enough. We can do more. We're not settled down as a church with what we see, what we have. We believe that this year, 2020, it's the strongest year for us as a church. It doesn't matter of Corona. Corona has nothing to do with the power of God. We are not limited only because you're not able to meet in a building. Church has never been a building. That's why we have a a video camera. We can from here reach thousands of people. And of course, if you're here, God is here too. But I just want to say to you right now, don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Believe in the best. Put yourself in a position to believe there is more. Put yourself in a position that God is not finished with you yet. But right now, while we sing it, Sing it to Jesus Christ, fix Christ. And I believe when we do this right now, I believe that signs and miracles take place. I believe during praise and worship, God will heal. We have a healing God. His power has not changed at all. Believe it, lean in, sing to Christ. Come on church.